Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. I'm Tony. No Dave this week as he's succumbed to some Barnsley related ailments, but I am joined by Tom Thrower. Hello Tom, how are you? I'm great. I was trying to think of a pun for how I am in four, but that came to me as you were asking me the question. So, you know, there there are the components. I will allow the listeners to to make that pun for themselves. That is unfortunate. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. It's uh, it's only bloody the Chris Brammer. How the devil are you, sir? Now, I feel like at this point I should have a song because that's what you've been doing. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> and I've panicked at this point and not come up with a song. So I'm just I'll just be conventional and say I'm really all right, Tony. Thank you. South Yorkshire is underwater, but that's cool. It's all fine here. All fine in my house. I live on a hill. So same. L- live on an island as we like to call it that's now. That's it. Yeah. I always wanted a moat and now I have one. <laughs> and any regrets? <laughs> No, no. I, I, okay, I couldn't go anywhere for two days, but me, who, who, who missed anything? It feels like it's been ages. How have you been? Is there anything you've been like waiting to say for a month and you need to get off your chest? Well, or... well, it's all changed, hasn't it? Because, I mean, I've, I've, I've been listening in and obviously we've been through some pretty horrible times and then every, every any point I did have has kind of just been erased by... By yesterday away at Barnsley, because we, we all had opinions on how it was going for poor, poor old Nathan, and 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 I'm sure we'll get into that in more detail. But oh, now we're all just riding a wave of euphoria, a, a Barnsley wave of euphoria, a Barnsley chop of euphoria, let's say. And it, it I don't know, yeah, like it doesn't matter what I had to say three weeks ago because literally everything's changed. Which is good, I suppose. Mm. Um, all right. Well, so, who's 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 feeling fun? Knock knock. Who's there? Four. Oh. For who? Uh, close enough. Hey. Stoke travelled. Uh, yeah, very good. Stoke travelled to a soggy Oakwell in the People's Republic of South Yorkshire on Saturday in what won't be referred to at the end of the season as a relegation six-pointer because we won by four goals to two, including a successfully converted penalty, a clean finish from Joe Allen and a brace from St. Lucas that sucked Alan Partridge quotes about football out of anyone within visual range. Special mention to the fans who travelled in numbers and were absolutely immense from the first minute to the final whistle. But a victory for Stoke. Four, four in brackets, goals. An actual win. So how was it for you guys? Yeah, pretty, pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, it was just, I was I was at St- the, the beer festival in Stoke drinking nice beers and and going, you know what? I'm having a day away from the football. I'm not going to try and watch the stream. And then it said Slam Klukas had scored after eight minutes. So I found the (laughs) the nearest table I could find and whacked it out on YouTube. And we scored four goals. It was was, was great. (laughs) It's kind of hard to feel like like any form of negativity about anything ever again. Like everything yesterday seemed to be set up in such a lovely way. New manager coming in, there was a feeling of can can we get can we change can can this be the start of something? However many thousand Stoke fans in the away end, like I like uh, to commend that is that's that's mad, mad isn't it? Like we are bottom of the league. It's been a rubbish season, and that away support is phenomenal. <laughs> like genuinely, like chuffed to bits and chuffed to bits that then that away support managed to see that performance uh, a record breaking performance let's say because it's the first time we've scored three since December 2017 and first time we've scored four since the internet tells me since that fun game away at Everton where Hosselu hugged a referee like it you cannot help but smile and I feel fantastic about it um and I wax lyrically about it. I don't want to go too overboard because it's the first game of Michael O'Neill, isn't it? And we've we've done this before where we've got too excited about things, and then all that's led to is real sadness. But I'm I liked it. It was nice. Let's stop there. 
Maybe you've got too excited, Chris. I've never been one for that sort of thing. <laughs> never have I over-invested in anything in my entire football supporting life. So thinking ahead to the FIFA Pushkas Award for the best goal scored by anyone anywhere this season, which of Sam Klukas's goals yesterday will win, do you think? I, I, I really liked the second yeah. one. Like I... Yeah. I think I think a certain Scottish footballer has permanently ruined long-range goals for me. I, I will never really respect them as anything other than speculative. And I think Sam Lucas was like, yeah, I tried it, it went in, cool. But that second one, I reckon if there wasn't a net or a standing way, it would have made its way around the earth. It would come back to him. Yeah, it, it he hit it that hard. It would have at least got here and knocked my bucket over, I think. It was just... <laughs> It was a thunder bastard. He, in fact, you never hear it described this way anymore. But he wellied it. Yes, he absolutely did. wellied it, which seems very nineties. It, it but seems it, very appropriate for flooded South Yorkshire. Yeah, Wellies. Yeah, oh. I should have thought of that and made more of it. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you picked up on that excellent pun of mine. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Um, what else? Guess who's back? Clue, we finished with two right-backs on the pitch yesterday. <laughs> that's right. Malin Bram Duf is back. That's who's back. But that's not all. Ryan Woods is also back. Jack Butland's back, although I'm not sure if he remembered what he was supposed to be doing for their second goal. Um, Tom Edwards is back with a freshly minted contract. And here for all the feels, Ryan Shawcross is back. Not in the match day squad, not in the match day squad, but prominently hovering near the bench in a big warm coat. What a time to be alive, uh, Chris! What did you think of the returnees? It was nice. It was nice to see uh, Jufe. I like him a lot. Um, mainly just because he seems just a happy guy. I didn't think we'd ever see him again, um, but he was there. Um, I think the main thing for me was the return of Ryan Woods and Ryan Woods in a position and playing really well. Um, I I think we've said it before on this podcast, but I, I mean, I really like Ryan Woods and I've been disappointed with his him being in and out of the team, him not showing the same potential that he showed at, at, at Brentford because at Brentford he was just... Yeah, he, he, people rightly assumed that he was going to be going to a Premier League club. Um, I think the only negative that I would point out is that this shows just how bloated our squad is. Um, I think someone on the Wizards Twitter page put up a, a thing earlier saying, right, assuming everyone is fit in midfield, who's your midfield? And it it's impossible because you've got Tom's favourite, Joe Allen. You've got uh, <laughs> and Dai. You've got Peter, <laughs> Peter Atebo. You've got Ryan Woods. You've got Sam Klukas. You, like... The, the the midfield is is stacked and I genuinely don't know who is your starting eleven. Um I'd want Ryan Woods in there, but then I'm thinking, oh but I, I kinda want Endai and Atebo and Klukas and I, I don't know. It's it's hard and we are equally like rammed with players who presumably we thought were going but aren't in in all these different positions across across the pitch. Funnily enough, the only place we're not is wings. Um, and, I mean, Juve comes back in and plays on the right wing. Oh, that that seems fair enough to me. It's, yeah, that's the, that's the only real negative I've got. Is I don't know how Michael O'Neill is going to pick an 11, um, n- n- which is weird to say that a few weeks ago I thought they were all awful and I hated every single player. But... <laughs> I, it, I, it's this the same the same issues are there essentially it's the same bloated squad oh god we've got Jordan Cousins as well haven't we in midfield oh my god we've got so many midfielders oh god have we got any midfielders out on loan Ollie Ollie Shenton and who else Tibby oh Tibo oh my god like there there are so many players and oh it's 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 just it's overwhelming I'm overwhelmed this is all too silly. Oh God, we got. I thought Mark it was Duff- quite telling Mark that. Duffy as well. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, 
There was no Mark Duffy and no Scott Hogan, so I reckon it might just be a case of the loanees get jettisoned because they are easily expendable, and then just like, sorry lads, you can go home now. We'll we'll let, we'll we'll just leave the we'll leave the pen open for them, and they can roam off back to Sheffield and Villa, um, and both I don't know do nice things at those clubs. But yeah, I I, I mean I do have a negative. And it is about Joe Allen. Oh. And it's mostly to do with the dude on the commentary for the extended highlights who uh-huh. said he kept his composure very well, which he did when he <laughs> scored, but he did do the traditional Joe Allen touch, which goes to another player. And thankfully it was our player this time. So Bruno just went, oh, I think I think you meant to keep this, Joe. Maybe, maybe you want it back. And Joe did do a great finish, span around and twatted it into the bottom of the net. Tom, but we're trying to be at bait. What? We're I trying to, to be at bait. Something. At least my, <laughs> my negative was that we have too many players. Yeah, we're trying to be at bait. <laughs> it was a deft one-two with um, it Bruno's knee. It was a deft one-two. Well, he, he touched it and then Bruno touched it and then he fell over. Oh, no, wait, then he scored and did that cool falling over sort of scissor kick on the ground thing, which I think we all enjoy. Um, The resurgence of Joe Allen is unstoppable. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, my God. Right, okay. He did did play quite well. He played well. Uh, Yeah, sorry, Tom. I thought he he played well. He did, aside from that. No, it wasn't really about Joe Allen. It was more about the commentator who I fundamentally disagreed with and have now made a mortal enemy. (laughs) That's not like you. <laughs> just it's Tom, me falling out with people. Tom, just block him on Twitter and get it over with. <laughs> if he hasn't already blocked you. No, no, my yeah. I was about to say my new one is um, um, calling people out on things and then them getting really upset and angry, deciding that I'm really upset and angry, saying I'm upset and angry and imploding, and then they block me. That's the new <laughs> way that went with. Someone don't know who I'm on about. Oh. Can't remember. Um, the, view, I, the views <laughs> of Tom Thrower do not represent that of the podcast. <laughs> I want. I want to. Make, I want social media to make friends, and you, you, you're just targeting them all, aren't you? Passive aggressive. I'm using Twitter everywhere. how it was meant to be used. <laughs> oh God! Uh, what well, right? I want oh, football. Stoke. Um. What midfield would you have like going forward though? Because that's a question I wanted to bring to the table. Because I really don't know like what. It's good to have options, but what's the best thing? What would be your What would be your uh, midfield? There was a there was a poll on Twitter. I can't remember one one of the Stoke outlets had a poll up with four options, and it was none of those four options for me because I definitely want Klukas, mm-hmm. and I definitely want a Tabo, and I probably definitely want Undai, and then you just bring three other players on to freshen it up at half time and just have them play forty five <laughs> minutes each, and we'll just outrun everybody because we'll be so fresh all season. Maybe <laughs> or or you could play. You could play Woods at the bottom, and then you could have Ndai and Klukas on either side, and then in front of them you could have Etikona. Oh no, that's a diamond. Oh shit! Shit! Tom, that's gone. Genuinely had me there. I didn't see that coming. Uh, Absolutely. That, that has gone now, Tom, and you're really sad about it, and you are hating the fact that we won yesterday because it proves all your stats. They're all wrong, aren't they? Aren't they, Tom? <laughs> we Chris. didn't have an XG. There was no XG yesterday because we scored four goals, and that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> the only stat that matters is the four. Oh, it was about two, wasn't it, though? We outperformed our XG for the first time since 1899. (laughs) Um, Penalties, eh? They're great. Hey, listener involvement. While we're talking about Twitter, I should go through some free word reviews um, because they're exciting. Uh, Core O Blimey. That's three words. Thanks, Topher. Um, Brazzers.com. I don't know what that means. Uh, do, do, do remembrance football goals uh, <laughs> that was everything uh, flattered to deceive okay oh um, okay. okay that's an opinion 
what well, the fuck? On, on, <laughs> right, but on, I mean, on, on that, on that, like, if, like, I'm going to try and come down from this giddy place that I've been for the last 15 <laughs> minutes. Like, by no, I don't think by any means, like, it was, it was fantastic. We scored four goals. It was incredible. I'm really, really happy about it. That's not, let's not take away from that. But this wasn't like the performance of a team who are now like, oh yeah, we are by far the best team in the league and we've we've been underperforming and and yeah this is truly it there were there were still the same uh defensive fragilities there were still some of the similar issues that you'd see it's just Barnsley if we've been honest weren't a good team and they are rightly down in this position with us um they for, for me I think it's just to say that Michael O'Neill came in and had like a matter of minutes or whatever training with this team i don't think that this is like him oh he's he's given them a masterclass. this is them just it's a new manager bounce let's be honest the real work comes in now um in the next games that come up he hopefully will sort out this defense and then with with that sorted out it's about getting confidence up the other end I, I don't think that this was the best performance. So in that case of flattered to deceive, I, I kind of understand it because it wasn't. I, I do you know what? Oh no, I was gonna I was gonna make a Tom Thrower argument and say I think there's been better performances that we've lost, <laughs> but that's not true because it was a ridiculous. Because, <laughs> but I think I think it was it was a fantastic performance because we won and it's fun it's brilliant. But I think we can. As a team, we've seen them play better, and they can play better, and that's what we need to do now. <laughs> I I think I think I can I can build on your point, and and maybe I I don't know far be it from me to assume that your opinion, but I, I think I think we've seen the team play better in spells. Mm but never over a sustained yes. 90 minutes. That was probably the first game where we've had 90 minutes. And I think most of the good chances we conceded to Barnsley um, were when we were two goals ahead and pretty much dominating the game. And they were defensive lapses, which we've had all season, but they just didn't cost us as much this time. But I, I disagree with the um, it's just the new manager bounce purely because of what Ryan Wood said in his post-match um chat he was talking about he he said something about um and round pegs and round holes but he also talked about um o'neill coming in and presenting everything presenting his ideas to the squad really quickly and in a really simple manner so and i think that that to get into a wider point on o'neill that's that's him like that is his thing and i think to be successful in international football you've got to be able to do that because you do you do get players sort of getting in on a Monday for a game on a Wednesday, and if it's against Germany or it's against the Netherlands, like they will be um, on on whenever they play uh, in the next two weeks, they have to pick up those ideas really quickly. And O'Neill seems to sort of base himself on that that principles of I'm going to find the best way to beat the opposition. I'm going to get it into my players. My players are going to know it. But it's maybe not an idea of constantly drilling it and making it such a complex thing where you're like, well, you have to pass there and then there and then there. It's and not Guardiolaism. So. It's a yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's a it's a more si- simple idea, and I felt that from watching the team. It seemed like they they were operating independently, and at times it created some of our best chances. I think some of the some of the nicest play we had in that game didn't lead to goals. Um, I think Gregory's shot that that led to the corner for Allen's goal was a beautiful move, and then there was another one where um, McLean hits across on the volley first oh. time straight mm. to the top of the box, finds Ince, and Ince, Ince put a decent shot in, but it was straight at the keeper. I just feel like they played with the shackles off, which I guess is new manager bounce, but also in quite an intelligent way. I don't know, maybe I'm seeing way too much into it, and I'm getting giddy about football when I shouldn't do but we haven't won by scoring four goals for like a century <laughs> I think we, we I'm gonna say I think it's easy for us to be to be to be giddy with it but I I would hate for us to to over analyze what is one performance in a manager who's only only just come in like we can't realistically we can't like decipher exactly how we're gonna play we can we, we've got some ideas but 
it would be it would be ridiculous for us to be like, oh yeah, yeah, we can from from that we can tell this is where it's going to go and this is what he's trying to illustrate and not saying that that's what you were doing, Tom, um, but um, <laughs> but no, I, I I feel optimistic about it. I feel like as I think as you've just said that I don't know if functional's the word to use, but I feel like Michael O'Neill is coming in and not that his ideas are going to be simplistic, but I feel. Nathan Jones, very much. This is this is the polar opposite to Nathan Jones, and we are trying to embed a philosophy. Um, I don't think that there is so much of a lardy da philosophy in in Michael O'Neill. It's very much a case of we are going to play the way that is going to best suit us in the situation we're in, and from there we'll grow a characteristic of of grit and determination. I, I mean, I, I could be completely wrong. But um, I think fans will take to that a lot easier than they probably did Nathan and his flying diamonds. I don't know. It's it's a real mixture of emotion because I really wanted Nathan Jones to do well. But now Michael O'Neill's in here and I'm like, oh yeah, well, I want us to just be hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if his philosophy is just winning, then that's probably all right. Like... Yeah, yeah. I, I want to nip back to the three-word reviews because a number of people did put diamonds aren't forever. Mm. Um, thanks for listening. Oh, you bastards! <laughs> no, so, you bastards. Anyway, uh, Michael O'Neill, we've sort of covered. Um, what did we learn yesterday? Pretty much what you've just said. Um, pragmatic, but not in a bad way. I think he he was bemoaning after the game that. Uh, the goals against us and some of the chances against us basically came because we were trying to score five or six when it wasn't necessarily... We didn't necessarily need to have ten players running up the field. We could have left a couple behind or something like that. So, But he said, what was it, 45 minutes training with them? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, did we, what did we know before the game about Michael O'Neill? Did we know anything? Tom, do you want to build a massive rod for your own back? Have you had a chance to look at <laughs> what he stands for in any detail? <laughs> No, I've been really reluctant to do this, mostly because it's actually really hard. Because nailing what Michael O'Neill, what 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 I'm terming as money ball, is oh. is, is is hard to work oh. out. Yeah, no, it's, thank you. It's terrible, but I'm proud of myself. How are you spelling um, it for clarity? Yeah, in case anybody hasn't seen. Ca- capital M O N, and then lowercase Y, and then ball, like. A ball. Outstanding. Um, thanks. Yeah. He's <laughs> pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> pragmatic. Carry on. Fun. Yeah, he, he's pragmatic. He he likes beating teams whatever way he sees fit. He, I, I think pragmatic is often a dirty word that people use to try and be nice about Tony Pulis, but he's not that. He will genuinely be like... Oh look, Germany might have a really good team, but their centre backs aren't very good at passing. So let's press the crap out of them, and then if they get past that press, well then we'll drop in and try and play against them, which they've done, and we'll probably do when we all watch them on. I think it's Friday, could be Thursday. Um, but yeah, he's a nice guy too, and he also looks like a detective. <laughs> a reason to support him if ever I heard one <laughs> um, I spoke to Jerry Armstrong on Friday which was mental um, but he was raving about the fact that he loves picking out youth players and developing youth and just looking for young talent and pushing them into stuff and that's exciting um, particularly if, if don't worry we'll fix that soon yeah <laughs> um, so what's what's changed since last week? Like, should I say this through very greeted teeth while frowning incredibly deeply? But should Nathan Jones have gone sooner? I think it's really, really. It, it's easy for people to look back and say yes. Um, I'm gonna. Oh fuck it! I'm gonna go out on it and just be like, look, I really like Nathan Jones. I still believe that he could have turned things around I'm ridiculous for thinking that but it was an untenable situation I guess for him because 
I mean, I suppose the right. I don't know. The question you've got to ask is: if Nathan Jones had played that game yesterday, do you think we would have won? Maybe. In 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 your on, in in your honest honest. Think, gut, gut reaction would we have won yeah do you think i i i don't believe i don't think we would have i i don't know and and i, I think i think whilst i i thoroughly believe that nathan do you know what i thoroughly believe nathan jones will go on to a different club and will be great at another club and he'll be, have success yeah. i think that stoke for whatever reason it just didn't happen for him here. Whether it was a case he was too naive and the club, the job was too big for him. Whether it was a case of personalities, I, I, and it no, it doesn't worry me. But the fact that the players are coming out saying, "Yeah, yeah, we're playing in the positions that we're meant to play in now," kind of makes me concerned that they probably just didn't buy into his his philosophy, despite what others said. You don't know until the autobiographies come out. We'll never know. But can't wait. <laughs> No, Maybe can't. Charlie Adam will tell us. Oh fuck no! Oh, there's a disease at Stoke. Oh, Charles. Um, um, no. Was uh, it, uh, it gout? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I have a related listener question uh, from Joe Richards. Joe says. I feel like I've split up with someone who I loved very much, but everyone's opinion of him was how much of a shit partner he was. But I was adamant he was a good guy and he just needed time. So after trying to move on with my life, I found a new partner who dresses a bit better and so far things are going well, but I can't help but think (laughs) about Nathan. Is he okay without me? Now, Joe, mate, (laughs) that is raw. Um, Tom, how, how are you holding up? Uh, yeah, I was I was about to say I refused to answer that question on emotional grounds because okay. yeah, I I wasn't holding up very well. Um, Michael O'Neill's held that a little bit, but yeah, I I send all all the reasonable love that a football fan can have for a manager who who didn't win many games. Um, <laughs> actually, it's not even reasonable; it's far beyond no. reasonable. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish him all the best, and I still love you, Nathan. I think that's just the thing, isn't it? When the news came out, I don't think there was much celebration from Stoke fans. It weren't a case of, yes, he's gone, thank God. It was a case of, I'm I'm really sad that this hasn't worked out. It was mutual regret on both sides, I think. And I, no, he, There's no real bad words to say about Nathan Jones. He, he wasn't... It weren't like Mark Hughes in the dying days where it's like, God, he's actually a massive prick, isn't he? Like <laughs> Nathan Jones was just was just lovely through throughout it and I genuinely, genuinely wish him well. Um I just I dunno, like could we could we have could this have been different if we'd have got change manager earlier on? Oh, who knows? Who knows? That it doesn't it, do you know what it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter because and this is a very politician's answer. What we've got to look for now is the future and the future that we want for our club um, under the leadership of Michael O'Neill. Strong and stable leadership under the <laughs> management of Michael O'Neill. Oh, don't, don't Chris, no, why did that. you say that? No. You've just doomed it. That's it now. I like the chaos. I want the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the future... Um, I did think, I mean, obviously it, there was some fortune in the first goal with that sclaffed clearance by their goalkeeper, but I did I did wonder what would have happened if that had happened in the QPR game at the start of the season. Like, if, if we'd scored the first goal in that game, where would we be now? Answer, sat here talking about it still, doesn't matter, irrelevant. Okay, um, so Mike O'Neill is off back to be Northern Ireland manager again for a week now. How do we feel about that? Are we asked particularly? Just don't hope he picks up any injuries like <laughs> players do when they go away on international duty. Yeah. Like he gets a cheesy dad joke about it. If he gets like elbowed by <laughs> an opposition player on the touch by by an strike Frankfurt striker. <laughs> 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 I don't uh, go watch that video if you haven't seen it. It's brilliant. It is amazing. It's fantastic. Violence against <laughs> old men. <laughs> oh, it's <God>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> on, on this one occasion, this podcast is going to get a reputation 
and and I'm not here for that. As I say, I just want to be friends with people. And you two, you got Tom with his controversial stats. Tony wanted funny. Oh, let's laugh at the old man getting hit. Jeez. <laughs> It, it was a slow motion of his face, so he's <laughs> <laughs> <just> like, oh, <laughs> and and clearly he's just making a big fuss to waste time so because they okay. were going to win. So good on him, good management, solid. Um, I look forward in, to Michael O'Neill just literally killing somebody if they came near him. In answer to in answer to your question, Tony, I on in all honesty, I do feel a little bit not aggrieved. I can't I can't be annoyed that he's remained in the. In the Northern Ireland job, um, because it's, it's it matters a lot to him, and it, and and to be honest, I feel it's the right thing for him to do to to see them through that campaign. Um, I would have preferred it for him to be with players who are training in the next week. It, it's a perfect it's a perfect time to get working with players without having to play games every other day, but. It's the cards we dealt, and listen, it's. I'm sure he'll get he'll get more contact time than he did on Friday with them. So mm-hmm. that's better than nothing, I guess. But <laughs> it, it's just 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 how we've got to deal with it, I guess. But I, it feels like the morally right thing to do, like to to yeah, and and that's kind of nice. Nice that he would want to do that, I guess. It- Exactly the word I was going for. It does. It, it's like it. It might be slightly inconvenient, although a number of our players won't be there anyway. Um, but at the same time, it just feels really nice. It's like we're obviously going to win loads of games, and we don't need to worry about relegation now. So, like, it's just a nice thing. <laughs> Why have you said that? <laughs> because I I enjoy well, the chaos. To quote, hey! <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, to, to double down on that aesthetic, I'm like looking forward to him his last game at, at whatever their home ground's called oh god that's really that's really oh, poor aviva is it the it? road easter pot no that's that's hibs that's what? hibs no that's 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 other island oh shit. Um, okay, yeah worse. anyway okay. and they're playing the netherlands at home in his last game in theory and it's going to be very emotional and big emotional goodbyes never like that i'm sure that is will he... absolutely protect him from coming to stoke and getting relegated with us have they? Did I? Was it just a rumor then that he was gonna, if they finish in whatever position and go into a playoff place, he would be there for that next next year? Was that a thing that was decided, or did I, was that just a transfer rumor thing? I thought that was a thing. That was I happening. think that's the case, but I back them to beat at least Germany or the Netherlands and therefore qualify automatically it, because Martin, because is, Michael O'Neill yeah, is, is simply it, the greatest manager to ever live. Is it a case of first and second in the group go automatic, third is playoff? Yeah, well, pretty much. Right, and it doesn't matter. They could. They don't even need to finish third because they've got a they've got a a, a, a what's it, my Bobby, um, a Nations League playoff, I think. Scotland have As got well, one of those in the bank. Can we both have one? I don't know. Yeah, I guess because we're in different groups. Yeah, okay. Winter groups, Park is yeah. is, the, is what you were thinking when it sounded like I said That's, the Aviva yeah. Stadium. I actually said Windsor Park, and it's just the the water in the area has slightly distorted the words. Um, are there any Northern Ireland? <laughs> are there any Northern Ireland players you look forward to seeing arrive in January? <laughs> Yeah, but neither of them are coming. Okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Ollie Norwood is amazing, but he's like Sheffield United's okay. pivotal footballer, so nope. Uh, um, and there's Jamal Lewis at um, Norwich, who's their pacey young left-back, who, again, was linked with, like, Man United in not, the summer. It's so not happening. Not coming to Stoke in January. You're no. forgetting the Michael O'Neill factor, though, and we could write do with a pace of young left back. And also, <laughs> if we're sending Mark Duffy back, then Sheffield United will have a really bloated squad, and they'll just be desperate to get rid of people on the cheap. So, um, <laughs> their best player <laughs> is Mark Duffy after January. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Um, all right. So um, while we're thinking ahead and the future and all that stuff, Wigan are up next at the Betania. Uh, what do we reckon to that? Are they are they really shit as well? I've I've not. Oh. I think they are. 
and they are really shit. They've won no, like they they are quite famously bad at winning away games in the past two seasons. Again, but guess which is s- one of the early teams they've beaten away. <sighs> of course they have. Of course, I, uh, we are the exception to everything. Wouldn't be them tricky potters, would it? It's nice for us to have someone to blame when we lose, isn't it, Chris? Um. <laughs> it was all Nick Powell's fault. I, I'm trying to get up the league table and my computer's froze. But where, Just like where are we? Oh, so Wigan are, Wigan 20, are only in 20th. Yeah. Like, like, it's... High flying. I, we, oh, we could get some against them, couldn't we? <laughs> I mean, everything... We, we've already... Is, Everything changes, doesn't it, when you get a win? This is ridiculous. I thought I thought this after Fulham. I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to go on and be great now, and it didn't work. I just... I mean, I really hope so. We, we, who, who, who's our next fixtures? Wigan. Oh, God, then away to Cardiff. Cardiff. But they're not that... They're not no, that good. Blackburn, we've got a good where record are they? There. Blackburn are sh- the shit. Hull, <laughs> where a Hull? Oh, mid-table. We, we, we're playing some rubbish teams. It's going to be great. All the teams are rubbish in this league. It's you just know, they're also better than us. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Most <league>. of them. <laughs> it's. Oh. I, I'd like. I'd like to think that Stoke versus Wigan is a very nice first home fixture for Michael O'Neill, and I'd like to think that fans will go and support in droves with it being a home game. Like the 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 fans at the away game yesterday, I don't think can be understated what an effect they had because it was such a feel-good factor that you can't help but the players can't help but get and like feel it and and vice versa i want that for a home game just it's it's yeah it's come on it's the perfect first first team surely (laughs) why am i saying this why am i saying this it's gonna be awful question on the fans on on the fans and the and the, the 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 their great performance, will Michael O'Neill be a success because he has a song that isn't just the generic manager's <laughs> names red and white army? I think it, it that pretty much is probably the key underlying well, listen, factor it's to, to actual performance. It's to it's to the tune of La Bamba, which obviously the last the last player who had that tune adopted like it's still it was Moa you was Moa <laughs> yeah, no yeah. yeah. <laughs> da, 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 that's da. who we were really singing about it wasn't the other two <laughs> that's true that's true but yeah. that that song like literally was infectious and we in fact people still sing it in matches so that's like the most infectious and happy song we've got. Everything else is kind of dour and a bit downbeat. Like, again, I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, but the fact that our anthem, our club anthem, says, oh. tell the lads in red and white, everything <laughs> will be all right. Like, that is not the, like, tales of victory, is it? That's just, give them a reassuring cuddle that everything's going to be okay. Like, we it's, no, it's so strange. And if not, boo them off. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's it's the musical equivalent of that um, Juve chance in the, towards the end where he was a yard out and just managed to fall over. <laughs> it's just like, yep, this is Stoke. <laughs> but at the same time, oh, lovely and back. charming and not just the same as everybody else's club song, like Everton and Celtic have the same one and play Zed Cars and that kind of thing. Oh, Zed Cars. So, Great. I thought, I thought you were going to go down the Delilah route. and No, because Delilah, sort of, I mean, that God even... Yeah, <laughs> great. Thank goodness we're not friends with St. Pauli anymore. They hated that song, didn't they? It was no all about domestic violence. I'm just sorry. I'm now just looking at a picture of him, and he really does look like a detective. He looks like detective. He does, doesn't he? It's like yeah. if Alex Ferguson is is cast in a role as a detective about 20 years ago. Yeah. That's what he looks like to me. Yeah. Also, he looks like the one-off um, <laughs> League of Gentlemen, whose name I've forgotten. Mark Gattis. That's him. Yeah. yeah. He does like Michael O'Neill stars in Taggart. This is hundred <laughs> percent. My God, maybe, you can't unsee maybe it. Maybe that's why Juve came back because he's a detective and he found Major Juve the missing person. <laughs> just stuck in a cupboard. What he actually said, you know, he's. I don't. I don't know if you know this, but he's he's the the request that he made of the club is that his office 
rather than saying manager, it says uh, Michael O'Neill's detective agency. And uh, it's him and Rory DeLapp going around. Rory DeLapp is kind of like the, the rough and ready, um, like... He's Lewis. He's not. He's yeah, not Lewis. Beat, like he's just. He's straight out. Straight out of police he's, academy. He's from the northeast. Whatever you call it, detective yeah. academy. Yeah, but he's like he's like the one who it's like Michael O'Neill, and I'm not going to do an accent because it's going to that would be <laughs> offensive. But you'll be like Rory, you've got you've got to rein it in, man. You're going to get get kicked off the force. And he's like, I just get angry, Michael, and I do, I want justice, and that's the program that. <laughs> Oh, Dave, come back. <laughs> I guarantee that Lee Gregory did it. Whatever crime they're <laughs> investigating, someone as handsome as Lee Gregory has to have done it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it was Sam Klukas and uh, oh, no. Scott Hogan was the victim. Oh. <laughs> that seems so long ago. Um, okay, oh, anyway, God, let's, let's oh. move away. Um Okay, so imagine that can of ale that Beer 52 have kindly delivered to you is actually an empty cup of old-fashioned, non-teabag, loose-leaf tea. Have either of you got any predictions for the end of the season, how it's going to look? Because I want to tempt fate as much as possible. <laughs> All episode, I'm there, All right, I, I don't think... Just the I greatest transition think. ever! <laughs> All episode, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if we can really predict based on 45 minutes with a team and one game that it kind of flies in the face of everything we've seen. Tony, yeah, cool. Predict the entire season. It's just, just <laughs> silly. I don't want to tempt fate, but I think everything is going to be absolutely fine forever. <laughs> I I would like to think that this that we will come out of the relegation fight. I think that that is the, the, the most that I'm going to hope for at the moment is getting clear of that. Um, I think that come January, we we're gonna have to see some players leave because we can't just keep accumulating people because it's mad how many players we have. Um, so I think we need to to trim this squad down. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to see us just get a bit of get a bit of confidence back in this team and and start seeing some deserved performances and creating some happy memories along the way <laughs> so tom as, as the stats man is it possible to measure the exact amount of hope which is going to kill us expected hope <laughs> xh um yeah, well, you probably could measure that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here that I reckon. Again, I was talking about Michael O'Neill's success being based on things like him having a nice song. I'm gonna do another thing. I've predicted really positively for the past two seasons, and it hasn't gone. Doesn't <laughs> it? We haven't got promoted. Ah. Oh. So we'll have a nice December. We'll do. We'll win a few games. It'll be okay for a bit. Etterbone and Dial both leave in January. Oh, fuck off. Sorry. Well, it's going to happen. We're all going to shit ourselves. The the players are going to shit themselves for a bit too because Klukas is going to get injured at the same time as well. Slight injury, only out for a few weeks, but we're going to be worried. We're going to be really, really worried. Things will go bad for a bit. Then Michael O'Neill will pull them together. We'll stay safe. He'll bring in Paddy McNair. (laughs) He'll bring in Paddy McNair. (laughs) Yes, he'll... he'll, He'll snare Paddy McNair oh, from um, Middlesbrough, like we tried to do when he actually went there, um, and we'll finish a unspectacular 16th place in the league. Would take that. I, I want to go back to the first part of your on, your answer. Um, I can see the headline, Tom Thrower admits blame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, Hey, Stoke City women won 3-0 today against Fylde at Clayton Wood, so that's good stuff. Has anybody got any other business? Um, oh, God, no. I just want everything to be good. For... I, I, oh. I thought about a fun question of what has happened in the world or in your own lives since Stoke last 
scored four goals in a game. Oh God, I've which, got a good one as for we that. All know, was was December the twenty eighth, twenty fifteen, when we beat Everton for three. Um, so uh, immediately preceding that game, I walked into a lamp post, which is my cousin's favourite story <laughs> ever. So there's, <laughs> there's one event. We've had three prime ministers. There's there's another factual one. Personally, I've got. I got two degrees and I've completed the solicitor's qualification in that time, which is just a weird, humble, not humble brag. Um, I thought that would be fun to talk about. I agree. Um, for a follow-up question, uh, Your Honour. Um, did, did, <laughs> when you walked into the lamppost, did you fall over? Or was... <laughs> no, I didn't, okay. unfortunately. I properly... I, I got so it's the reason it's my cousin's favourite story is because he wishes he did it on purpose because he was showing me something on his phone as we were walking back from the game I might have had a few too many um, um, beers before the match and I was looking at this thing and full on like full pace just into a lamppost and it did, did really hurt um, did it make but it was did, quite amusing did it make a donging sound or was it just a sort of wet thud and uh, it was more. It was one of those ones that are like not just a metal lamppost. It was there was some other sh- shenanigans going on. Cladding of some sort. Right. Sorry, I enjoy slapstick too much, and that's a <laughs> wonderful tale. Um, I'll I'll be quite quick. Um, I got married. Um, my wife's book came out. Um, I got sort of recruited onto a podcast, which was really exciting and nice. Um, I've even been on BBC Radio Ulster now, so that was really exciting. Um, but yeah, Chris, you've made it, Chris. Officially. Yeah, no, it was it was really scary. Um, Chris, uplift everybody. Well, child one was born three days before that four goals, um, so really our demise has just coincided with her life. So it's kind of her fault. Uh, and and then and then child t- uh, there's there's two children now so that's the main thing isn't it there's they're all I can I can tell child one that the curse is lifted now although yeah she can seems stop, a bit previous she can stop plaguing us I don't know you how know. many times I did I, I did half expect someone to say um we start. We started a podcast, and it did like two hundred episodes because that has also happened in the same time as Stoke last scored a goal. But maybe, like Chris says, maybe that's it. Maybe that this is this is the point where we know that obviously because we're all fans of community and, and remedial chaos theory, as in the specific episode where they go down the darkest yeah. timeline. <laughs> we all know that they merge. They all come back together in the end. And all the timelines all end up going on the same one. So maybe yeah. it's bookended with four That's goals something. away in Liverpool, four goals away in Barnsley. And it's it now. We're out of the darkest timeline. What you don't realise, Tom, and this is ju- literally a joke for you and me, so don't care about anyone else, but... <laughs> Um, I'm wearing a felt goatee and I am evil Chris. So <laughs> I am from the darkest timeline. I've come to sabotage this podcast and I think I've done a good job tonight. So you're saying we're in the good place. <laughs> good place season one. Yes. No spoilers because I haven't watched any modern television that isn't really obscure or bad. Have, or you, have you watched The Good Place? No. Oh, <laughs> but I've um, already had it spoiled so you don't for get myself. How bad your reference just was. Okay. <laughs> no, I do because I've had it spoiled for me, and I was like, oh, I was going to watch good, that. That's good, really annoying. Right. Tony, I'm still going to watch Tony, it. Tony, Tony, it's twisted and turned all the way through. Like we're so far okay. from that from that initial turn. Well, you are. I haven't started yet, but <laughs> but, but Good Omens is good. Okay. Um, has anyone else got any TV recommendations for the listeners? Ooh, Next Goal Wins is an awesome film. If nobody's watched it, Next Goal Wins, it's brilliant. I've not. A good, a good. Oh no, it's re, it's really really I've good. Known either it, of you is, would like it as well. Is it a football film? It's a kind of. It is, is a football film, but right. it's not like <laughs> not in a bad way because that is generally. If if ten, if the greatest football film of all time is Goal. <laughs> goal. Yeah. How does it's it compare not. to goal? Obviously. 
uh, about 15. <laughs> 15. It's a documentary. Oh, right. Oh, right. Wow, you okay. think it's better than Goal? No, it's Goal. a documentary. Oh, right. and it's, I mean, it's, Goal, Goal it's is really a documentary, good. so... Well, it's... Uh, don't try and confuse me with facts, Chris. It's a documentary about obscure international football, and it's just—it's just a really, really good film. It's—it's—it's. It's, it's, oh, I'm sorry, Dave. It's I've happened got, again. I've got another question for you, Tony. Are you oh, going to enjoy editing this? <laughs> I'm not. If by edit you mean just line everything up and then export, then yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I might go through and cut out the bits where you're rattling your ice in your glass. Oh, good luck with that, because I've done it all the way through. <laughs> and I'll go back through and minimise my coughing. Um, oh, God. <laughs> it was better when my computer crashed, wasn't it? No. No. You've been tragically missed. Oh. Okay, well, this seems like a good place to end if nobody's got anything else to add. <laughs> The proceedings, anything constructive, um, any more blame to take or fate to tempt, <laughs> fate to t- enemies to make. Well, oh in, welcome back and thank you very much, Chris. It's wonderful to have you. I'm not sure it is. No, well, Dave, yeah, okay. Uh, Tom, <laughs> it's also really good to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Well done, everyone. We've got through it, and that's nearly an hour's worth of noise for people to listen to. Um, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, Mon Stoke. Sweet.